0: Hey, and welcome to Things Worth Learning. I'm your host, Matt Stauffer, and this is a show where a curious computer programmer, and that's me, interviews fascinating people about their passions. And today, my fascinating person is Prince Wilson, full-stack pr- programmer at Newzella, not Newzella, a Twitch streamer and a lover of Corgi. So, Prince, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and whether it's your personal or professional life? Just kind of who are you?
1: Yeah, so like you mentioned before, I'm a full-stack developer at Newzella. Most of this, my time is spent... Delving into the world of JavaScript, but also, you know, getting to learn and help and grow other people in the developer community. So
0: that's just really a little bit about me. I love it. And that makes sense why you're doing Twitch. You're out there teaching and sharing and everything like that. And I love it. Like at first I was like, I assume this guy's got a job, but all I know is just he's out there teaching and helping people all the time. So I love this. You're a full stack JavaScript programmer, right? Okay, great. Just I know this wasn't something we're going to plan about, but I'm not. But I've like delved into Express and stuff like that. Is Express still the main thing people use today, or what's like the what do people use for frameworks? I feel like you
1: have like a camp of people who might be doing things with Express, a very popular kind of shift in the ecosystem. Is also doing Jamstack development, oh, okay. where a lot of people are doing more serverless based things. Yep. So it's really interesting to see how that has also kind of shifted how people architect everything.
0: I like it. Well, um, so my company we use mainly PHP in the back end. And so I um saw the jamstack.org website, I think it was. And we have a uh, static site generator that is one of the more popular PHP based ones. So I bought Uh pamstack.org just because I thought it was so funny (laughs) that it's Pam. Um, you know, because anybody who knows JavaScript and markup, so I was just like, oh, you know, it's like PHP, you know. (laughs) So anyway, I've never done anything with it, but I just laughed that I have Pamstack. So at one point I may do something with it. So anyway, thank you (laughs) for the context. I appreciate it. So what we're gonna do here is like Make sure, first of all, off the bat, that people know who you are. So I do want to talk a little bit further before I actually start asking some questions um, so people understand the context of what we're talking about today. Um, so can you tell me a little – you know, actually, no, we're not going to do that. I'll do that right in the middle of the thing. I'm going to change my mind. So we're just going to jump right into the the hard-hitting questions. So do you have any sort of life mantra or phrase or idea that you try to live your life by?
1: Yeah. I really sat with this thought of, like, what is my life mantra back yeah. when I was younger, ironically? Um The thing that I kind of like drive towards all the time is thinking about how do I impact people's lives? That's Mm -hmm. actually something that I I've realized early on as a even as a child where I was like, what do I really want to be doing? And I really want to make sure that I'm thinking about how do my actions help other people Mm -hmm. and kind of that's been my whole trajectory around my career is really thinking about like, how does my work translate to helping other people get to where they want to be?
0: I love it. For those who are not watching on YouTube, sorry, but there's a little Mr. Rogers um, character behind me, and, you know, Mr. Rogers, look for the helpers. Like, I'm I'm on board with what you're doing. There's also a gargantuan Mr. Rogers poster, but you won't see that in the video, so I'm here with you. I love it. All right, so the primary topic of the episode, every single one of these episodes is going to be about a single specific topic, and, of course, you know it because you're the one who's passionate about it. Can you tell us a little bit about what we're going to talk about today? Yeah, today we're going to talk about
1: Twitch live streaming. Specifically, we're going to talk about how do we do live streaming with live coding, and Mm -hmm. so... I love it. That's where we're going.
0: And so this is where I was gonna I was gonna lead into this a little bit ago, but I realized I probably shouldn't. Which is, I want to ask a little bit of context before we even talk about that context. Like, what do you do when you're doing live coding on Twitch? Just because I feel like in some in order for somebody to know something about you, I said some things. You love corgis, and you do, but like, what is your life? Like, like, what does an average stream look like to you? Or what is not like, how much are you joining other people's streams, doing other streams? Like, if somebody's never done or seen live stream coding on Twitch, can you just give us, like, a little bit of a background of what it's actually like? Yeah. So most of the time, I'm thinking about working on a single
1: project over the course of many streams. Or maybe mm-hmm. I'm doing a single project over one stream. Mm-hmm. And I tend to kind of scope it in some set of work that we're doing something that I don't actually know. Or I'm not familiar with. So every stream, it's doing something where I'm like, oh no, how how do I build (laughs) this thing? But I think one of the main reasons why I did it is because I really like the opportunity to to learn with other people. Mm -hmm. And like back in the beginning of last year, I really wanted to figure out a way to kind of branch out and figure out how do I engage people who are also learning in the same ways that Mm -hmm. I'm learning.
0: I like that. Yeah, it's funny because I think that like the, the Twitch streamers that I've watched that do these sorts of things are mixed between people who are always trying to learn. And some people lean really heavily on that. You and I both know, you know, Jason, learn with Jason. His whole pitch there is every single one is something he's never known before. But some people are live streaming and they're like, this is what I'm a total pro at. But why Mm -hmm. don't you all kind of hang out around with me? And I think there's value to be had from each. But I got to say that personally, I do like the learning ones better because, and that's what I do. So obviously I'm biased. But like, I think that uh, seeing somebody else's learning process helps us learn better. But it also helps us understand that, like, we're not alone. Like, it helps battle imposter syndrome a little bit. Cause if somebody yes. you look up to is up there, stack overflowing something, you're like, oh, really? Prince does that. And I did that too. So I'm not that bad for not doing, not knowing how to do that. Okay, cool.
1: That's so, exactly that. what it is for me as well. Like, I actually had somebody, I have had a few people mention that same thing. It's like, I'm so glad that you really break it down and you yeah. really. Show how you don't know something, but you're always willing to like look for the answer, or admit you just don't know what to do. Yeah, and I think like that's something we don't necessarily see even in, in our day to day work mm. life. And I I just want to emulate that so that people can feel comfortable that this is like part of the ever-growing process.
0: Yeah, yeah. I am a mature and grown developer who still has to go learn and struggle and make mistakes all the time and and you can too. That doesn't make you a bad person, right? I love It's that.
1: healthy. It's important.
0: Yeah. So what got you into Twitch streaming in the first place? I think
1: ironically it was learn with Jason. Was I it Was it really? Yeah. So seeing back in the beginning I'd never actually seen any live programming. Uh, On Twitch. And so getting to see his show, I really was inspired by the fact that he was always doing something that he didn't know or he had guests around. And I was just like, oh, I want to explore, like, what is it like to just perform my day to day job or to explore new technologies live with other people?
0: I love that. Yeah, I didn't know Jason at all. Uh, or I didn't know his streams at all. And I had only found it recently. And I, it's interesting because now that you mention that this podcast for me is around things worth learning. But I just realized it's things that are worth learning for me as much as, as it is for everybody else. Right. So I do Twitch streaming. But like, first of all, I think you're a great human being. But second of all, I'm excited to learn from you. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not just here for them to learn. I'm here for me to learn. <laughs> and so when I was talking about like things that influence this podcast, I was talking about like dirty jobs, you know, dirty jobs is him going and learning from other people. And I talked about Hansel minutes where Scott Hanselman kind of often learns. from. But I realized that like learning with Jason is definitely in that direction as well. So thank you for bringing that up because that is sort of an inspiration for me as well. So I got a million questions for you, but let's start with some of the simpler and more fun ones. What would a dream be for you for doing Twitch? Like, let's say that you were being got to a point where you're able to do Twitch full-time. Would you still be doing it the same way you're doing right now? Or are there any kind of ideas that maybe you say, you know what, I can't do this right now, but this is something I'd like to do. And if they're all your secret sauce, that's fine. You don't have to reveal them. But do you have any kind of dreams you're headed towards? That's a great question. I think
1: as far as dreams, being able to do it as my like, day that's job. That's the dream, right? Like, would love that. <laughs> yeah. I think that would really give me the opportunity to explore a variety of different things. Like, mm-hmm. being able to do things like an open source, I think that's really one of those things that people say, like, oh, do this. Like, contribute to this project or yeah. make these contributions. And I'm like, how does that look for people who have never done it before? And I think yeah. doing it in a live stream kind of gives that space to really show how, does, how do you have conversations yeah. How do you make sure you're thinking about the code? How do you even do the research around contributing mm-hmm. to a library, mm-hmm. which I think seems really daunting? Yeah. And having more opportunities to see that in live in real time. I love that. Especially because it takes more than like a few minutes. Yeah. To do. Like you need a few hours, maybe.
0: And that's and it's also really cool because the idea, I mean, for a lot of us who are involved in open source, in some ways, just being able to do open source is our job is a dream, right? Yeah. And so for for you, it's also like open source as my job and share with other people and teach and help other people like all together in one. This is great. Exactly. I love that. Okay. So if you were talking to somebody else and you were saying, so actually here's a great context. I have done Twitch streaming and I have done YouTube videos and I've done blogging and I've done podcasting and each of them has a different cost and each of them has a different benefit. Right. Right. And one of the things I've found recently that has gotten me a little discouraged about streaming is that I can put. 30 minutes of prep into a stream, an hour to, or hour and a half of time into a stream, 45 minutes to an hour, maybe even paying somebody else to help me like to get the stream on YouTube and get the whatever right. Or I could spend an hour, pop out a five minute video on YouTube and the five minute video on YouTube will get more views than I had live attenders and re-watchers after the fact. Because a lot of people, only so many people live attend my Twitch streams and are people gonna watch a five minute video that says here's how to do this or on YouTube or an hour long video. That's like me fuzzing. And, f- and some people love that, right? And some people don't like it at all. So when you think about kind of like the usage of your time and energy and stuff like that, what do you think the value is that comes from a live stream that doesn't come from preparing a much more kind of constrained video? Like what are the things you like most? And you might've said these already, but you know, as you think about that, like what's the value that comes from live streaming that doesn't come from prepared YouTube videos? I really love this question because I my
1: previous roommate, he also does live streaming, but he does mm-hmm. Android development. And okay. that's something that we talked about quite a bit is like what's the difference between those two things? Yeah. And I think for me is there's a genuine feel, like it's it doesn't feel so cut and clean mm. and mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. And that's like the reality of programming. And yeah. I think a lot of people lean into that authenticity mm. as well as in real time you can contribute to the conversation and you can take yeah. the, as a viewer, you can really contribute and say like, oh, I really want to try to explore this or I have more questions, which you yeah. cannot do in a prepared mm-hmm. video. Mm-hmm. And I think it leaves room to also explore dimensions that you never expected to yeah. and try new things and fail because yeah. a failure is actually where a lot of the learning happens, right? Like yeah. we don't learn just by doing it perfectly. We learn by mm-hmm. failing and seeing how do we adapt to that change. Yeah. And you can't do that in a prepared video.
0: I love that. I mean, I feel like learning how to debug is like mm-hmm. one of the best things that comes out of watching a Twitch stream that you don't exactly. get out of a video. Unless the video was about debugging, right? I love that. Let's talk a little bit about the interactions with your viewers. So that's certainly something that's very different. And it's funny because a lot of my videos, so I make both YouTube videos and Twitch streams Mm -hmm. and people who are used to my YouTube videos will often go to my Twitch streams and say, I like this video, but I wish I wasn't watching you interact with the the audience the whole time. But of course they're watching it later, right? So they're annoyed. Mm -hmm. They want to get cut right to the thing they care about, but the audience during the live stream absolutely love it. So first of all, we, we can talk about that in a second, but first of all, as for someone who is listening to this who's never watched a Twitch programming live stream, could you tell me a little bit about what, like, the – just what is it like as a viewer? What – you know, and maybe even kind of describe the screen a little bit. Like, how are people interacting with you? How are you interacting with your audience live during the stream? That So, like, what I would think about it is – when we're
1: developing, I'm just like speaking out my process. I'm mm-hmm. a very articulate like person when it's coming to programming, but then also speaking my mind. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing those at the same time because you have to be able to communicate why am I doing this? What are the considerations that I have? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. watching me just write my program without speaking kind of a little boring no one no one would be interested in that but i think that leaves the opportunity for people to like ask questions because they're like oh Mm -hmm. i hear you said this let me think about what do you mean like that what do you mean why are you making that decision and as a viewer i think it really also is interesting when you fall into like certain i don't know like when you make a mistake and you're like oh as a viewer i actually know what we could be doing or i saw that you made this mistake i think Here, like, change that. And now it's working. Yeah. And I think there's just, like, a counterbalance between, like, both being helpful and then also being, like, oh, like, how do we extend this? Mm -hmm. Giving more ideas. Or even just finding little ways to make those beautiful interactions. Because there's other ways, especially on Twitch, on how to, like, interact with a video.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about those other ways because, again, a lot of people don't know. So the simplest thing is – and do you do Twitch and YouTube at the same time or do you do just straight to Twitch? Just Twitch. Okay. So people can log into Twitch. They can be watching you, but they can type in the Twitch chat um, and you see it. When you do it, does it also pop into your screen? When I, when I type into the chat. So some people, when they do Twitch chats, they'll actually, every Twitch chat that is sent by anybody shows up on their stream. Mm-hmm. Some people, you, you're you reading them, but it's not showing up on your actual video feed. Mm-hmm. Which one do you do? I let every
1: message come onto the screen. So mm-hmm. I in my screen, basically what will happen is you'll have my little face. Yep. You'll have the big screen. I typically make sure it's zoomed in so everyone can read it, even if you're on a mobile device. Yep. And then on, uh, right above my face, I usually have like, Uh, chat so everyone can see the chat so if i'm taking that video off of twitch maybe i'm uploading it to youtube i can then have that chat there
0: yeah yep and for for anybody who doesn't know i know what's there i'm asking him questions for you all Um, (laughs) so and i i like it that way too because then when you naturally respond to something that somebody said someone who watched the video later (laughs) is able to see what's going on so so I've had this sim- very similar experience where it's not just people ask- asking questions, but it's people catching things. Yeah. But further, one thing that's really fun is I'm like – somebody asks a question or I get stuck on something. I'm like, hey, could somebody go look that up and I'm going to keep typing yep. this. And so it's very much like – people call it mob programming. But it's like pair yeah. programming with a more extended group of people, right, where I'm like, hey – you know, Jacob, I know that you are a big nerd about those things. Can you go Google that for me real quick? Jacob will come back five minutes later and give me the code snippet of the answer Well, I've been working on or answering people's questions, right? Exactly. Rather than, you know, so it's very fun to be able to have this very kind of group space. And you develop like a community of people who hang out with you regularly, right? That's exactly it. And Tell I me more that, about that.
1: I think for me, uh, that's exactly why I love Twitch streaming is that uh-huh. you can develop a community. When I started off, and I think you kind of spoke a little bit to like, the fear of Twitch streaming. Yeah, um, You don't know if anyone's going to show up. Yeah. And the part of like Twitch streaming is that ultimately the people will continue to show up as long as you continue to do it. Yeah. But the first and most hardest part is getting started and I think keeping to doing it. Being yeah. consistent and then all those things allows the community to form around you, especially because sometimes people aren't just there to see you program, but they're there to see you. And I think that's yeah. what people have really showed, for me at least, is I started off doing Ruby on Rails development on my stream and then Mm -hmm. I pivoted actually to learning Rust and doing like the Rust programming language book live on stream. And people really found that enjoyable because they were also learning it and they also felt like they could contribute to that conversation. And even when I am doing other things, like I I started, I one time did a video game stream and people still showed up. Oh, cool. Because like, I like you. I don't really care what you're doing. I just enjoy hanging out with you. Oh, that's cool. And I think that's really it, right? Is like they enjoy that person yeah. And they enjoy learning from that person. We can still talk about
0: all the things, even if it's not directly the same thing that we're doing on that stream. Yeah, that's really helpful to think about. So if you think about, like, because just to continue that conversation about YouTube versus Twitch a little bit, if you were to yeah. think about the value that comes from the people who are attending versus the value for people who are replaying, do you get the sense that a lot of people are kind of going back and watching your videos later? Or do you think that the primary interaction you're having right now is mainly on Twitch?
1: I think there's a little bit of both. Okay, So... I think that there there is value in having the live stream being mm-hmm. there. I save all my replays, so mm-hmm. for about sixty days, I believe they stay up onto my Twitch profile, so people can watch them directly there. That yeah. um, then I upload them into YouTube, and then with YouTube, people can go and replay them whenever they want. Yeah, I think that for the most part, I see most people going and seeing them on Twitch and mm-hmm. catching me there live. Yeah, I have seen people come later on and do things as well and interact there but i think most of it's li- the live stream
0: yeah okay and that's that's it's so for anyone who's not familiar twitch is mainly a video gaming platform like doing yes. programming on twitch is a little They they didn't even add like programming as like a game that you can mark yourself as player until pretty recently like a year or two ago so have you found that you have any opportunities to look up to any other twitch programmers because you're kind of not there's not a lot of other people in that that space right are there any other people who you've watched where you learn how to do it or you look up to them or do you kind of feel like you're pioneering and you're just figuring it out as you go
1: i think there is actually a fairly large community of live programmers Mm -hmm. who are doing it on twitch and i think each person has something different to add to the conversation. Like, for instance, we spoke earlier with, like, Learn with Jason, Jason mm-hmm. Langstorff's stream. Um, that's, like, an example of a more prepared stream in terms of, like, we have a topic and we're going to go through that topic. Yeah. I have a guest who's a specialist or an expert in that thing. Yeah. There's people who are doing just, like, their day job also on mm-hmm. the stream, and they're just doing co-working. And I think all these different people just kind of give me information of like, oh, what do people enjoy watching? And mm-hmm. are there different ways to have the stream? So maybe not every day is just me writing a program, but maybe yeah. we're just having a day where we're co-working together and yeah. you just see me and we're just conversing. And like that, yeah. I love seeing that kind of shape out as well.
0: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I one of the first times I learned that there was other people doing it, I found this like directory of people doing it. And one of the popular ones, I feel like I don't remember the specific shtick, but it was something like code and cooking or something and mm. the, i feel like there was like they did this mixture where some of the time i don't remember exactly how it was, but some of the time they're talking about baking and cooking and sometimes they're talking about code and again mm. like that doesn't mean everyone should do a shtick but it was a cool idea to recognize that like there's not just one way to do it even if you've seen one person doing it one way there's not just one way and that was really helpful and, and one of the things you'll find a lot of people doing it almost feels like the old myspace days and i, I may have aged myself with that one but each person creates their own layout and do yeah. they put do they put a little animation every time they get a subscriber do they put their chat at the bottom or the left or they only put the top two chat things and so there's all these like kind of creative outlet opportunities for us to kind of show are there any things not that saying everyone should do this but any kind of like creative layout things or things to pop or whatever that you've found oh man it was really cool when i had the idea to do that on mine or to add to mine or i saw somebody else do it or something like that Yeah, so I can speak to
1: two different situations. One is I saw somebody else's stream, and I really love that idea. Um, This is Alex Tross, Tross Codes Mm -hmm. uh, on Twitch. They have like a little to-do list on their stream layout. So as the viewers come in, they can actually see what have they done and what are we getting ready to do. And I I was like, wow, that's so amazing. They have like a a very lovely kind of layout to make sure people are always aware of what's going on. Uh, That
0: would save me a lot of time explaining.
1: (laughs) My... My my roommate I mentioned before, mm-hmm. Adam McNeely, he has a Twitch stream as well. He does Android development. and He has commands in his chat that allow people to say, like, hey, can you give me a recap of what's going on? Uh, or can you show me the, the repository for what mm-hmm. we're working on? And so there's ways to make sure people are still able to follow along or find where the code is living. Something I did is more fun. In my stream layout, I used to have my lights on my background. Mm-hmm. These Nanoleaf lights. And mm-hmm. when I a person would subscribe to my channel what would happen is that it actually activated my lights which love is it. a non-trivial amount of work to make no that's a
0: big deal <laughs> yes i've done but that got- before and it's not running anymore because it was also a non-trivial amount to keep it going so but i love doing something like that and
1: i that cool. actually built that live on twitch so oh, i had people cool. to see like how do you make twitch api requests or how do you make requests to the nanoleaf leaf lights yeah i Ended up doing some Rust programming to make a web server on my Raspberry Pi, and then Very we were cool. able to like block communications in case, so that yeah. way no one's turning on my lights at the middle yep. of the night.
0: <laughs> it's funny because I I did a, a talk at a conference recently, taught that was live, but it was uh, it was virtual, and oh, it wow. was how to do this with PHP, um, mm. and you know switch lights on, and then at some point I was like, also you know all this code we're building, I actually put it on this website, and it was like blink.matstoffer.com. And then I was like, if you go there and you click on a, a color, it'll actually flash my light, that color. And the entire rest of the talk was just my light flashing every color. <laughs> and it was kind of funny because then, like, a month later or two months later, all of a sudden it would just flash a couple times. And I wouldn't know who did it. And somebody might hit me up on Twitter and be like, did it turn red? I just... <laughs> and it's very fun to have that, like, physical interaction, yeah. you know. And that's just people feel like they're a little bit more connected with you and a little bit more, like, actually in your world. So exactly, that. That's really cool. So – This is a little bit nerdier, so those of you who are not familiar with Twitch, sorry. But from a Twitch nerd to another Twitch nerd, what's your software setup?
1: Oh, that's a good question. As far as my software, what I use is I use OBS Studio Mm
0: -hmm. to make
1: sure that I actually do all my recording. Uh, I have two computers. So I have my main desktop, which you're seeing me here. And then I have onto the side is my laptop. So generally, I'm looking this way when I'm doing my coding, but I'm Mm -hmm. trying to make sure that I always look this way. So that way, when I'm looking at my chat. Yeah. it's always right in front of me and that's pretty much I how I realized
0: you were using two la- two computers so are they is one of them streaming video to the other or are they both like how's how is both of the video getting in to the same place
1: yeah so what i do is i have my main desktop which is running windows yeah and that's what's doing the actual live streaming mm-hmm. my laptop is a macbook and i'm using an elgato capture card so that way i can actually wow. capture that screen over here
0: uh-huh. So that Send way there's over. no
1: resources being used beyond yeah. sending out that video output and then bring it over here.
0: So does the capture card set it up as like a second monitor and just stream? So you mirror your second monitor, streams the exact same output through the capture card, and it comes in like it was a camera. Exactly. That is really freaking cool. Okay. Are you using any of the stream decks or any of those other things to? Okay, cool.
1: Yes, I have a stream deck. I have on a stream deck for people who don't know is like a physical device like a pressing buttons that you mm-hmm. can do certain animations you can do certain audio mics it's a very n- neat tool to have because when you need to switch scenes so typically in twitch you're going to have different layouts that's a really easy way to go and switch those layouts
0: yeah, it's like if you were imagine a keyboard. I tried to hold mine in front of the camera but it the, the cord's too short. But if you were imagine a keyboard with maybe I think this was not, 15 keys, but mm-hmm. you can customize the picture that's on each key and then customize what happens when you press the keys, right? So it's fun because you not only can you use it for things like zoom or like that, but you can also use it for things like Zoom. Like I have a mute me on Zoom button. I have yeah. an open up my Zoom or turn off my camera on Zoom, or I have a turn my lights up or down, or stuff that, or like Love play that. music, like stuff that I'm doing mm-hmm. on a day to day basis. So it's pretty nerdy and fun. So I
1: know people who have things uh, where they actually can open applications. Mm-hmm. Uh, directly from their stream deck which is really nice i use it sometimes for a soundboard because i love um, having neat little sounds as i'm like that. playing video games or
0: whatnot but i've never had a soundboard before but everybody this this podcast is the first time i'm using a tool that has a soundboard built in it to record the podcast and now i'm like trying to think about like what do i have in here like <laughs> like oh my gosh that was such a funny joke prince <laughs> <laughs> Like now I have to find excuses to use these and you're absolutely right. Thank you for reminding me of that. Okay. Sorry about that. I'm a total professional here. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So I'm trying to remember. I got a little distracted by soundboards. One of the other (laughs) things I was going to ask you about Twitch live streaming. Have you ever through your Twitch live stream found a personal or professional opportunity or relationship come up from someone who discovered you on Twitch?
1: That is such
0: a lovely question.
1: (laughs) I I would say like doing my streaming mm-hmm. offered me the opportunity to go onto other streams. So I've done mm-hmm. that and yeah. that was really lovely. I've had people reach out as far as like, Hey, I know that you do this. Would you like to work with us to do these things? Oh, and cool. I have had I have had those kinds of opportunities come up my way. But I, I never really thought about it like that. I never really connected the dots of like, oh, this is because of my Twitch streaming. But that is yeah. how a lot of people have found me, yeah. as well as through Twitter
0: as well. I mean I found you through Twitch. So, you know, like, but that's just a little thing. But yeah, no, it's and I think that's a thing that we don't think about as much as teaching in public has this often accidental. It's not I guess it's not accidental for everybody, but it clearly was for you and me a benefit of like people now know who we are and they know what yeah. we're good at. And they're like, and even if they know we're not amazing at it, they're like, but that person teaches or shares or collaborates in a way that I like. And so we're putting ourselves out there. So it's a little bit less kind of like, well, people have to imagine how I code or how I interact with people or how I teach. Like, no, they can just go on YouTube and see it. Or they can go every Friday or whatever else it ends up being and see it. So exactly. I like that.
1: I think to that point, right, is like a lot of people are always like, how do I know if I will like this person as a coworker? And Twitch mm-hmm. live streaming, especially for programming, you really get to see, like, how do people – Communicate. Yeah. How do they? What are their thought processes? What do they sh- do when they run across an error? Yeah. And I think that those kinds of mannerisms really do translate out to like how would they work?
0: As yeah. Well. And I mean, I I said like at the beginning of this, like I also think think you're a great person. The only reason I know that you're a great person is because I've seen you on Twitch before, and I go, I like that guy. I would totally <laughs> hang out with that guy if it weren't a pandemic. I'd go up to New York and hang out. you know what? If I mean? <laughs> to me. That's something that I might not necessarily know about you just from your profile picture and your website, right? You're, you write on your website in a way that makes you seem like a nice person, but I have a much better sense of who you are based on your streams. So it's I just love what you said. It's, it, it's, it is like a podcast. If you listen to someone's podcast for a while, you re, read their blog, you do get a sense of who they are. But there's something about streaming that it's just less sterile, less controlled, like you were saying. Because we were saying that earlier from like a programming perspective, right? You run into programming problems. But I also think it's from an interpersonal perspective. Like you might get a troll on your feed or you might get someone who you didn't expect to teach you something, teach you something. Or people get to see what happens when you get stuck on the same problem for 10 minutes straight and when you get flustered. And it's funny because I had a checklist that I um, run through every time before I do a stream okay. and I was co-streaming with someone. So one of the ideas I had around um, the learning concept was to bring somebody on who didn't know how to code in Laravel and say, can okay. you just hang out with me and we're gonna code together? And so she's like, are you kidding? And I was like, yeah, I mean, you'll be learning out loud just like you described. So I'm the one sitting here like, I know what I'm doing. And she actually now works at Titan. Like a year and a half later, she now works wow. for me. You know? She's great. And, and But it was through that that we developed that relationship. But one of the mm-hmm. things she started telling me She's like, Matt, you need to remember to add, get a drink of water and eat a snack beforehand because you're always like my blood sugar gets low. She's like, your blood sugar gets low low as the call. And you always tell us, oh, my God, my blood sugar is getting low. I'm melting down. And she's like, you should probably put it on your list. I was like, I probably should. So it's just those little things to get to know someone's personality and stuff like that. So I love that. I told you before the call that the problem that we would have with this is that I could talk to you for three hours about the topic and I would try to not run too long. And as always, we're running to that problem because I'm trying to keep this podcast to 30 to 45 minutes and I still have at least one more big question for you. So before I start wrapping this particular piece of the section up, I want to ask you, is there anything else you'd want to tell people or you want to just make sure they get the chance to hear about streaming or your experiences in streaming or what you think they should try in terms of watching or trying, you know, is there anything else you wanted to say about streaming?
1: I think, um, I have like two thoughts that come to my mind. My main thought is really take the opportunity to to go and look on Twitch. And when you find somebody you really enjoy, like tell them that you enjoy their work. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you also feel free to like find the communities that they are around. I think showing up and being consistent, if you're like, I really wanna get a job, or if I really wanna be, you know, learning new things, like being consistently inside of somebody else's like streams. Is a great way to get started in like yeah. developing your networking. I think people mm-hmm. think that networking has to look like this stuffy, like oh how how are you doing today? Like let's go to this. <laughs> I didn't networking meetup. Yeah, exactly, yeah, like, yeah, it doesn't have to look like that. I think um, networking is really uh, just one of those words that people kind of say, but really it, it looks very much like making connections, and yeah. that is a way of making connections with people, and I love that. goes back to the how opportunities come up is that you being there, that's how they end up thinking about you. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested in doing live streaming, my biggest piece of advice is to just do, do it, it. Press the, the play button and just do it. It's going to feel awkward, but the thing about it is the worst the worst your live stream is ever going to be is the very first one, mm-hmm. right? So like, yep. it will never it get any worse there, than right? that. It yep. always will go up. <laughs> and that's what convinced me. I was really afraid of starting. I actually did it One time, I didn't tell anybody I did it, but it made me very comfortable because I knew that this is the the worst it will ever be. And from there, I was like, hey, y'all, I'm going to do this now. And if you want to practice, even if you don't want to do it on Twitch, if you are into Discord communities, which are like another form of like social media, which have like live chat rooms where you can share your screen, if you want a more... Like hmm. I trust these people kind of experience. That's a way to do that and still kind of get your exercise with doing what is live streaming.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant. I love that a lot. And I, I especially, I really like your note about joining other people live streams. Cause there's a lot of people who, I don't know whether I've hired anybody other than Zuzana, um, who I just mentioned, but there's a lot of other people who have joined my live streams and who I felt like I've gotten a sense of what they're like. And even if they, you know, like haven't started working at Titan, I've been able to recommend them to other people or something like where i'm just like oh like i know like this one guy John Sugar shows up to my live streams and has since the very beginning wow. and John is working on a lot of my open source projects and i've recommended him to work on other stuff for other people that i know just cuz i'm like i know John i know his personality i know his knowledge base because he helps me all the freaking time and <laughs> since he started working with me in the live streams i'd be working on an open source project in a live stream and then afterwards he would keep doing pull requests about stuff i'd mentioned but never gotten to That's and amazing. so i'm just like i know this guy this guy's great and so there's that relationship building from the other perspective as well like now i know you you, the people who kind of hang out with me. So I, I, that's a fantastic point. Definitely. Okay. So I have one last big question for you. Okay. So, which is what insight or support did you receive or need when you were younger that you hope more people would give to others?
1: I think one of the biggest
0: things, and this goes back to like impacting people's
1: lives is I didn't get to see a lot of people who are like me, look like me Hmm. do the job that I do today. Hmm. One of the biggest things was like, I didn't know what was possible to do. I came from a town that's like 12,000 people. Okay, wow. Uh, My graduating class was just like less than 200. So I really was like, I don't know what I'm about to do. And Mm -hmm. I told myself like, before I left, go and study computer science and like Mm. do do something that excites you. It started with video game programming so it all comes back. Yeah, right. It it all comes back. Um, (laughs) But my Second semester, I got to see a college professor who like who was me. And I was like, I was, yes. this is the first time I've ever seen somebody who yeah. is where I want to be in my life. I love that. And that's that who kind of right really, uh, <laughs> it really just inspired me to make sure to represent that as well. I, I became a, a boot camp. Uh, coding bootcamp teacher yeah. and I had the opportunity to teach and show people like there are people who are professionals who look like you who have different experiences than what you might see mm-hmm. and I wanted to make sure that they could see that that's possible for them because
0: that. a lot of people don't yeah god I still have goosebumps um <laughs> I normally don't want to have to comment on this but I just want to like on, when I ask that question to people but representation is so freaking important When we don't we don't realize the impact it makes to not have that representation until you see what representation does to especially like kids when they go, I see some, you know, and we always talk about like the superheroes, right? Like, oh, my God, Black Panther, there's a black superhero, whatever. But it doesn't just happen for superheroes and it doesn't just happen for black people. Like there's lots of other contexts. And I appreciate you didn't say that. You didn't say I wanted to find black representation. You said like me because like me could be different for a lot of different people. Right, yeah. And it can be gender identity, it can be uh, religion, it can be country of origin, it can be ethnicity, whatever, socioeconomic status, whatever. And and that's a specific point when you are talking to people about, like, just try it. Like, I think that the people most nervous to just try it are often the people who have not seen that representation, yep. but then who have the possibility to be that representation for somebody else. So exactly. a further oomph in the just try it because you might be setting an example for somebody that they'll tell the story about when they're in a podcast 20 years years later and you're that person that they looked up to or whatever. and if oh, you're ever
1: god. like oh my gosh i want to like start live streaming and i don't feel safe doing it or i don't feel like anybody's going to show up you can message me on twitter and yes. be like hey i'm about to start live streaming could you come be, be my there? friend a hundred percent hype you up everyone <laughs> oh can my god, recommend I love that. that i am the, the hype man so
0: yes i love that oh my god prince the hype man that makes me so happy all right so before we cut for the day, how can people follow you, support you? What is your Twitch? What's your Twitter? Laugh, joked earlier and said, what's your cash app? But I mean, I would say like, <laughs> how can we say, how can we support you in any way you need support right now?
1: The the best way that you can always show up for me is just be able to say like how, how I've impacted you. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at twitter.com slash maxell, M-A-X-C-E-L-L. Unfortunately, I don't have the Twitch handle that matches, but it's oh, almost yeah. the same. It's yep. twitch.tv slash maxell, yeah. W. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, those are the two places you can find me. And so, so check Check about out in those places. Go check out a Twitch stream. And those of you who are not programmers, I would say that folks like Prince are probably going to be the most approachable for this concept if you don't know programming at all. So I would mm-hmm. say, like, you could probably go to his Twitch and actually just find one of them and say, hey, you know what? I don't even know what Rust is. But but when you get these people who are kind of talking through their thoughts out loud, you might find it interesting to go watch one even as a not programmer. So
1: Absolutely. I've had plenty of folks who have never done programming be like, wow, I really – see that you are so passionate and like i actually learned something out of it
0: i love it i can't thank you enough for hanging out with me today this was so freaking good thank you man it was a total thank you for having me all right y'all until next time be good to each other